0: Welcome to the Knowing God podcast. The hope of this podcast is that it would help you to know the Word of God so that you may ultimately know God. I'm your host, Andrew Rudd. Today we come to the thesis statement for the book of Colossians. Uh, Maybe you remember thesis statements from English class in high school. I remember, I think it was my senior year, I had a teacher who drilled it into my brain. Anytime you're writing, you write an introduction, you foreshadow what is to come, and then you give your thesis, meaning you give your statement for what you want people to know or what you're arguing for. Well, that is what Paul is doing and giving us in Colossians chapter 2, verses 6 and 7. If you want to know what Colossians is all about, what Paul is wanting the Colossians to do, this is it. These are the summary verses, the the thesis of his argument. So that means, believe it or not, all 30-some episodes we've done already, that's all introduction. All of his explaining the greatness of Christ, all of the building up that he's been doing has been building up to these two verses. So we'll take verse 6 today, and we'll take verse 7 next time. So here's Colossians 2, verse 6. Therefore, as you received Christ Jesus, the Lord, so walk in him. So if you remember, I think we've talked about this before, uh, a Bible reading tip is that when you see therefore, you should stop because what he's doing by using the word therefore is he's connecting something that he's already written to something that he's about to write which is important for us to get the meaning, we need to know how these things are connected. The tricky part in that is deciding what exactly that he just wrote is he trying to connect. Because at the very least, in this case, I think you could say he's referring back to his labor for them to grow in Christ in the last section. You know, sometimes Paul will do that. He'll use the last verse or the very last few verses and he'll connect those with what he's about to write. However, that last section is really a summary of the whole introduction, the whole book of Colossians to this point. So, what I think he's actually saying is this because of everything I've just written, you know, because of the greatness of Christ. Because of your belief in the gospel, because of the power of God working through the gospel, bearing fruit in your life, because I have given everything for you to experience Christ in a new way, because all that has happened, therefore. Now, what is he connecting all of that to? Well, the rest of the verse says, therefore, just as you received Christ Jesus, the Lord, so walk in him. So with that phrase, I think two questions come to my mind. One is, what does it actually mean to receive Jesus? And the second is, what does it actually mean to walk in him? You know, both those phrases I think are fairly natural to us or they seem simple, but I just want to ask the question, what do those things actually mean, especially in the book of Colossians? So the first part of that highlights how they have already received Christ Jesus, the Lord. So my question is, what does that mean? How exactly does someone receive Christ? And maybe the more important question for us is, have I received Christ Jesus the Lord? Or or how do I know? I think that's the question we should be asking. And I think it's also hard because for many of us, the idea of receiving Jesus, especially in our context, is often coupled with the idea of accepting him in your heart, or making him Lord in my heart, or praying the prayer to receive Jesus. And while I think the emphasis people are trying to, to do when they say those things is oftentimes good, I think they're trying to, to get it a good idea, but I do think Paul's emphasis in Colossians is a little bit different. I mean, think about what Paul has already said in this letter. Christ isn't asking you to make him Lord. He is Lord. He isn't saying that I will be great if enough people think I'm great. He simply is great. He isn't hoping that you think he will be a good king. He is a good king. So think about what this means. I think this means that you receiving Christ Jesus the Lord is not you making him Lord or making him great in your life. It is merely you surrendering to the reality that he is great, that he is Lord. And how does that happen? The Spirit of God makes us see reality. He doesn't just convince you of something different. Although he does do that, it's not that you are making Jesus Lord. It's that the Spirit shows you that he is Lord. He's showing you reality. Paul writes in Ephesians 2, verses 8 and 9, that all of that, that comes as a gift. It's why Paul says you've received it. You've received the faith that you need. You've received the work of Christ. You've received grace to you. Receiving Christ Jesus is not merely choosing to make him Lord. It is acknowledging by the power of the Spirit that he is Lord. You receiving Christ Jesus, the Lord, is you acknowledging the reality of what Paul has already said. And if we have received that truth about Jesus, then Paul says, walk in him. If I could put it embarrassingly blunt, if you've received Christ as Lord, act like it. That's what Paul's saying. You know, maybe you remember, I don't know, 15 or 20 episodes ago now, we talked in Colossians 1 verses 10 through 14 about what it means to walk in a way pleasing to the Lord. And in those episodes, we talked about the image of walking, and if you don't remember it, you can go back and listen to it. But in short, the imagery of walking is the imagery of your lifestyle, how you live, So, here, Paul is encouraging Christians that if you've received Christ as Lord, your lifestyle should reflect that. So, if there is no distinction in your life between how you live and how someone else lives that's blind to the reality of Jesus as Lord, that's an issue. If there is no lifestyle transformation over time as you recognize the Lordship of Jesus more and more, that's an issue. Paul's encouraging the church, walk in him, have a lifestyle marked by him. And if you're maybe wondering if you do or do not walk in the Lord, uh, here's maybe a couple of diagnostic questions to help. As you look at your life, what has been the ultimate priority in your life? Or what tends to make decisions in your life? I mean, honestly, consider that. What's the thing or what are the things that make the decisions in your life? Think back to the last few big decisions. What were the deciding factors? Or what seems to take priority pretty consistently in life? When there's a lot going on, what usually gets priority? The answers to those questions, the, the things that are leading your life or being the priority in life, that might just help you answer what you're walking in and if you're walking in Christ. So uh, let me give you one final thought. I'd encourage you to consider that today, but here's a final thought for you. When you consider transformation or growth in your Christian life, remember, we do not grow outside of Christ. Our spiritual disciplines, our growth, our godly habits, those don't happen outside of Christ. We walk in him, our transforming power, our life change comes from growing in Christ. We are called here not to just walk like Christ or to pick up some good habits that God wants. No, he says walk in Christ. The power for your life and your growth comes from Jesus the Lord as you have received him in you. So just as you've received him by faith as Lord, you also grow, not by just external actions, but by pressing into him as Lord in your life and walking with him. So take some time today and just simply ask, am I pressing in to the Lord? Am I walking in him? Take some of those diagnostic questions and just consider if I've received him as Lord, am I walking in him as Lord of my life. Friends, may God bless you and keep you. May he give you favor, grace, and peace.